0: Ba, 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 intro ba, ba, music wait, That's
1: not it What?
2: He's no good to me, Intro music Intro music Bounty hunting is a complicated profession Okay, so this time, even I couldn't hear the sound So I think wow. there was an intro there
1: I don't know, um, I'll have to figure we'll, it out We'll put it in, in post, how about that? We, we'll
2: do that, if it's not there, we'll, it'll be
0: there in post <laughs>
1: And yet, here we are yet again for another episode, and this is the one that everyone's been waiting for. We have been, we're have we back for Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. We're a Mandalorian podcast, and you better believe this week we're a Mandalorian podcast. Finally, we're we, a Mandalorian
2: we, podcast that gets to talk about
1: Mandalorian stuff. Oh, and and talk about it we will. It was a great episode. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. Uh, hopefully by now, if you're listening to this, you have watched The Mandalorian, available streaming now on Disney+. Plus um but just in case you don't know us we are Banther milk podcast we're hoping you're catching us for the first time if you're if you're a new listener right because a lot of times this sort of stuff comes out and people get more interested what's the podcast ha- scene for this right and of course you come to Banther milk podcast and here we are and right so rob are. hope you're doing well rob watched it even like before i woke up <laughs> as so, is tradition
2: as it but this was really early so oh, yeah. uh we, this week, were fostering a dog, again, from uh, MatchDogRescue.org. Uh, all right, good they're, plug. They're MatchDogRescue.org. In, they're here in New Jersey, so check them out. If you want a uh, to rescue a dog, they come from uh, Texas, and some even come from Mexico, and then they drive them all the way up here to New Jersey, and they find new homes for them up here. So we had a dog. He was super awesome. Um, he was a what was his name what type of a dog was he oh the catahoula leopard yeah the catahoula leopard
1: dog really really cool the louisiana state dog that's Um, right yeah catahoula is a parish down in louisiana i know i I think i have some listeners down in louisiana so if i have any friends listening from louisiana shouts out to our friends in catahoula Um, that's right um, but also shout outs to all of our social media, right? You yes. want to make sure you're checking us out on social media, right? We're all over the place. We're on Instagram. We are. We're on Facebook, both at Bantha Milk Podcast. We're on Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at Bantha Podcast at gmail.com or maybe just go to our website. You could. BanthaMilkPodcast.com.
2: Bantha bantha com. You could check us out right. on all those. And you can also check us out on our parent organization, Ears Up Podcast. Check them out at earsup-podcast.com. That's um, ears with a Z. Ears with, with a, a Z, because they're cool. Um, make sure you support their Patreon. So go to Patreon.com and then type in Ears Up with a Z, and uh, please support them. You support them, you support us. You help us out. Uh, Two dollars a month gets you into the Cool Kids Club, and uh, if you really like Ears Up, their main uh, website or their main podcast, which is about Disney World or Disneyland, sorry. Uh, if you sign ready. up at their twelve dollar a month club, they will give a special shout out to you at the end of the at the end of the episode. So they'll even know. say, "Hey Nick, thanks for supporting us." That's Damn. messed
1: up. We give shout outs for free. We got to start charging. For we got to start. So we sure do. That's it. No more free rides, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. The free shout outs are over. Over. You want to hear for your name on my show? You better start sending us some money, or else some drink recipes. I'm drinking some more. So you know, obviously we. We uh, have our Bantha Milk to discuss our fabulous show from today. All right, what do you got? You got Blah, Blah, Blah IPA? I have
2: Blah, Blah, Blah 21st Amendment because oh man, 21A. they support the show. So they support yes, the do. show.
1: I support them.
2: Went out and bought a six-pack of Blah, 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 which I think is quite appropriate for us since we are all about... Bantering, the blah
1: blah blah. We do That's a lot right. of
2: blah blah blah. So this would be pretty, but it's a double IPA. So by the end of the show, I may be going blah blah blah,
1: as opposed to blah blah blah. I like it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, I'm I'm just drinking a, a glass of 12 year Macallan single malt whiskey, uh, Scotch, right? Uh, just just to get get us uh, lubricated for this conversation, because it yes. was a great episode. We've got a lot to unpack. In this episode, but uh, Rob had mentioned that we do a lot of blah, blah, blah. And the reason we do a lot of blah, blah, blah is because we've been around for a year now. A we? year. Boom. We a have year. hit the milestone. One year, over a year, actually. We missed our one year we mark because our... Yay,
0: we got We, we
2: need like, confetti and party hats and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll put those yeah. in in post also. Special effects team. Special, get on that. Yeah, get on that. So yeah. yeah, so we've been around for a whole year now. So this is amazing. I'm very proud that we stuck it out
1: for a whole year. We sure um, did. Is this is this is this a record for you in podcast? This is a record for me in podcast. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> the longest podcast I've been involved there in. There you go. Pretty awesome. So there we go. And we, we have what? 25 episodes? 26. This like is that? episode 26. 27. It's 27 All right. So if you, are, if you are a new listener, right? And hopefully uh, we're getting a lot of listeners for the first time uh, getting into The Mandalorian because it is a great show. Yes. Uh, you should go and check out our back catalog, right? We have uh, uh, an episode breakdown for every episode in uh, season one. Correct. Uh, ready and waiting for you just to check out. Uh, and in the interim since, we've been just talking Star Wars news, Star Wars uh, video games, Star Wars uh, events, right? But we are back on track with the Mandalorian with the, the with release the of Chapter 9 The Marshal. You got it. Uh, and we're well, excited. Well, before that, to, we do have dissect some dissect news for you today. Let, we yeah, are some you news. sure? We Is do. Really so here Star we go. Star Wars news going on. Let's
2: listen to the let's listen to the Stig. sting. Sting for All Star right. Wars news. Mm. Are you gonna put it in post? Neither of us could hear it, but it was there.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Star Wars news. Star Wars news. See now there is a shout out to our buddy Brian. That's right? right, I will give that shout out because yes. our buddy Brian uh, put together some excellent stings and, uh, and segue music for us. Excellent, uh, musician and person and star Wars fan who listens to the show. Yes. Um, so there, I guess there it is. There's the, the caveat. We will give you a shout out if you write us music, right? If the you strings.
2: do stuff for us, we'll give you a shout out on the show. So That's yeah, right. but so we
1: do have, I guess some star Wars news.
2: So the first in the news, I don't know if you know this or not, but, uh, tomorrow will be halloween and halloween of course represents the start of the holiday season that's what i've heard yeah so you know you can go into any store right now and see christmas decorations already set up so what that means is all the new christmas toys are coming out so if you need a i think they call him baby yoda unofficially uh other people have called him the child The people who are really in the know call him Yudel. Yudel. And I will give a shout out to one of the people that we work with, Kathy, that I work with. She has a baby Yoda the child doll in her, I guess, I don't know, some room, dining room, family room, living room, whatever it is. But she doesn't like calling him the child, so she named him Norman. Norman. Norman, yes. He looks
1: like a Norman. He does look like a Norman. Cute, dapper little Norman just sitting there.
2: We either call him Yaddle, or we might even switch in to start calling him Norman, just like- Norman uh, works, too. Norman, just like Kathy did. So there we go. Uh, So yeah, so any size, shape, uh, animated, not animated, one that makes noises, one that doesn't make noises on your shoes, on your sweatshirt, on your hat, wherever you want it, you can find the child- in stores today. That's the, that's the brunt of the news. I did see this. This is pretty cool. Our good friends at Adidas, and you know what Adidas stands for, don't you? I mean, I don't. All day I dream about sex, right? Isn't that what Adidas stands for? I had no idea. Is that a thing? That's what we used to say back when I was a wee little lad. I mean, we, I don't
1: know how the 1830s were, Mr. Spear, yes, well, you know, I mean... <laughs> Back- well, I really had never heard that. You never I heard honestly that saying? no, not no, once. That's so really right. funny.
2: Yeah, that's what we used to say.
1: So, um Okay, so what did they, what did they do? Our our buddies at Adidas. Our,
2: ba- our buddies at Adidas have all new Star Wars themed sneakers coming out. So oh, yeah. There is a there is a the child sneaker, which it's like a light green and has a real small print on it of of uh, his head and it says Show Me the Way or This Is the Way or something like that. Um, So they have a whole bunch of Star Wars themed shoes, which are pretty cool. Uh, There's a Han Solo one. It's got a couple of straps going over the top of it. Chewbacca high tops that are, yes, furry.
1: Wow. Those have got to be real
2: bad in the rain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) can't imagine (laughs) you
1: take those bad boys out in the rain.
2: (laughs) Suddenly you can't even move. Your feet weigh so much. (laughs) Yeah. so that's one news article and the other news article that I uh, that I have is there's apparently a new series out that just came out today called the Mandalorian really so, yes the Mandalorian this is
1: this is this is big and different and uh, exciting news for me
2: Yes I haven't heard anything about it but that's that's what I've seen in the news so we're gonna have to do some research on what this Mandalorian show is and then uh maybe we'll talk about it. Let's just wing it. Let's give Let, it a try. Let's give it a try. So that's it. Why not, so there's right? <laughs> not really that much news, but we're going to make our own news story, which is you could buy toys and the Mandalorian is out today. So that's the end of the news. So I'm going to play a little that sting again. I think it's playing. Who knows? put it in a post if not otherwise if you you
1: catch us on youtube right because you can catch us an awful lot of different places one of them being youtube we are Uh, if you're catching our our stream on youtube here uh you'll you'll just get to see us kind of waiting around in silence Mm. as as the the audio supposedly is there
2: is there something playing that's what we'll be saying to ourselves
1: now now, for why you tuned in. The moment you've yes. all been waiting for. Uh, I think it might be prudent just to catch our listeners up, right? They did that at the beginning, right? So, sure. Uh, where last did they leave us off? We, we had a lot of things happen last season. We got to meet a whole lot of different characters, right? But where last Mando, our boy uh, Kyle the Mandalorian, for the for the diehards out there, for those of you just joining us, some people call him Din Djarin. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, His name's Kyle. But where, where we left off, right, we had Kyle... Having to go off into the greater unknown and find our boy uh, Norman, Norman, right? Our boy Norman, uh, bring him to his people. To his right, people. he had a he had a big epic fight with Moff Gideon. Uh, he he used his jetpack. The Mandalorians had their battle, um, and we said goodbye to our buddies. Uh, who, what's Gina Carano's name in the in the thing again? Why am I why am I blanking? Also, you're blanking making me blank. Uh, Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Cara thank Cara Dune. you. Very good. We say goodbye to Cara Dune and to our boy uh, Carl Weathers. Apollo who Creed. I, at the end of the day, he's Apollo Creed. It doesn't really matter what is <laughs> what what is going on. Whenever I see him, I see either Apollo Creed or I think of Arrested Development. Yes. Um, can uh, I? And they were just kind of. Can, can I ahead. also
2: say, I rewatched at at two forty five in the morning because that dog that I was talking about, he slept great all week until last night. Last night he got up four times in the middle of the night. He didn't want to leave you. He didn't. He did not want to leave us. Um, He is now with his forever family, and they looked very ecstatic to get him, so I'm very happy for that. But at at 2.45, he woke up, and I was like, okay, in East Coast time, 3 o'clock is when all the new shows are supposed to come out on Disney, Disney+. Plus. So I was like, okay, I'll just stay awake. So I watched the last episode of season one, and maybe it's because I was watching it at 3 o'clock in the morning but I feel Carl Weathers' acting got worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that Carl Weathers was ever necessarily known as the most skilled technical actor <laughs> in the world. Um, actually, if you watch, were you a, uh, Arrested Development fan? Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so yes. then you
1: know if you watch Arrested Development, they almost make, poke fun at that, making Carl Weathers uh, Tobias' acting coach. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, he's he's. I like him. I think he's a great addition to the show. Uh, I don't think anyone is really sweating his acting chops. They're not exactly stellar, but he—he he is. He does fit great. We'll see what he does this season. We didn't get to see him this this episode. No,
2: he was not in this episode, and neither was Cara Dune. Wasn't in this episode yet. No, either. we
1: did get we did get uh, a couple familiar faces and a couple new faces. There. So yeah. let's start at the very beginning, which I am told by the Von Trapp family is a very good place to start. A very right? very good um, place to so. start. We start, very beginning of the show. So if you if you have not watched The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, Chapter 9, The Marshall yet, maybe you should go watch it now, because we're about to get into spoilery territory. Yes. Right? And there, there was quite a few things in here that, if you haven't seen, you might want to rather watch before you hear us. Yes, because right? so we are going
2: to break down the episode, and we are going to tell you different parts about the episode. So spoiler alert right now, if you're listening and didn't watch it yet, and you don't want to know these things... Hit pause and come back to us later. But if you do, then listen up because Let we're going to tell you. Let the banter
1: commence. That's right.
2: We're going to tell you things you didn't know. Even we're things you awesome. didn't want to know.
1: Things you didn't know you wanted <laughs> that's to know. Right? right. Like for example, it starts off. What? First of all, what planet do we start off on? Because it's awesome looking.
2: It is awesome, and I don't think. Do we know?
1: I don't think we. do. It's just
2: like some back back world planet, backwater planet. Um,
1: but it's like a. It's clearly a, like because I remember when we saw the. Uh, the trailer we had mentioned, Oh, I don't, it'll probably not be Nar Shaddaa. Uh in, for those of you who are, are, you know, big time star Wars fans out there. Nar Shaddaa is like the, the most famous planet in star Wars for like slummy underworld city sort of thing. So It did kind of look like it could be that, but I don't think it was, it
2: looked like it could be, but they definitely, they did not establish that it was yet. Right. So we don't uh, which know, which doesn't
1: mean it wasn't right. You know, it doesn't mean it wasn't, we but, don't know but, uh, what I,
2: it was. It's just another one of these CD towns and CD planets. No, the whole planet could not be C D. It could have been That's somewhere true. on
1: Coruscant. We don't know. Maybe he's in a maybe he's in a really rough and tumble neighborhood, down on its luck. It's been yeah. a hard economy since the Empire fell. There's graffiti uh, all over the place. That yeah, there's there's little weird red eyed creatures that mm-hmm. you don't want to mess around with. Just yep. kind of
2: watching you, just watching you. So all the graffiti, there was uh, little things in the graffiti. There was it looked like a like a C three PO type droid uh, drawn in the graffiti. There yep. was the uh, the rebel symbol from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, hidden in the graffiti somewhere, um,
1: whole bunch. I also of stuff. saw what looked like a snow trooper.
2: There okay. were yep. a couple
1: Stormtrooper graffiti stuff, but one of them looked specifically like it had the long mask like they had uh, when they were Storm and Hoth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool to kind of pick cool. out some stuff. Yeah, I definitely saw some different droids and stuff like that. Um, we, we're right back in, and I'm going to be keeping a running tally again like I did last year of all the Western tropes. Oh, my gosh, were so many in this throughout. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it starts right away with, you know, at the, the trademark uh, Kyle the Mandalorian spur sound, right? He's walking, yep. and we just hear his spurs jingle jangle. Um, and it was I it just the very first scene. I'm like, yeah, we're back. We're this back. Is excellent. We're back. Uh, we we're see, in another space all, Western. They're leaning more into aliens, which I love. Right. Yes. Like we're, we're seeing fewer and fewer human characters
2: and new aliens too. like yeah. all the aliens in that underground fight club. We've never seen those aliens before.
1: Very, Most of them, right? We've seen, obviously, the, the Twi'lek that that we saw going in, and we, we've we seen the Gamorreans, which I guess I had never seen a Gamorrean without their shirt on. They're skinnier than I thought they were.
2: <laughs> These Gamorians are. Now, right. question about the Gamorians for you. If you remember, John Favreau tweeted out a picture of the Gamorreans months ago. Right. Like, uh, about season two coming and, and the Gamorreans. So everybody's like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be so many Gamorreans. <laughs> we saw Gamorians for about six minutes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, you know, that's kind of the awesome thing that's been about this show is that they've released remarkably little. You know, we don't know much about anything. So you mentioned last episode that you were guessing that a lot of the scenes we saw in the trailer came directly from the first episode. And a good amount of them did. A good amount did, yeah. Um, And so I think there's a good chance, you know, know, when they say we're going to see a bunch of memories, we probably only saw... Just a fraction of what we're going to see, and it, I was especially jazzed as as those of you who know who listen to this. Uh, I have never been a huge fan of how short the show has been, right? So I don't know if this is a trend, but this first episode was fifty five ish minutes long. Yes, right, and so that is that is making me very happy. That is yes, right. I agree. Um, um, so we we get into this this little seedy fight, right? Is that it's pretty much straight out of like. Any typical Hollywood movie where they go to a big fight, there's the gang boss, he's sitting there, he's they're betting on the, on the fights. Gore um, Koresh, Gore Koresh was Gore that his name? Gore
2: Koresh was his name. And okay. do you know who he was played by? I don't, John Leguizama.
1: No, re- no way, yeah. really? Yeah, that was his I had voice. No idea. Yeah.
2: It, and it, it's because, A, he was using like a, like a gruffly voice, I'm like, right. I'm, you know, like he it was real, real gruff. So you really right. couldn't even tell. You couldn't pick up on his accent at all. You couldn't pick up on his normal slang, sure. um, and the guy's whole face looked to me like it was completely CGI. So yeah. you know he, it was it was funny that he it was him, and you couldn't even tell it was
1: him. Oh, I had no idea until you just told me. And yeah. I lo- I love me some John Leguizamo. Yeah, uh, the Super Mario movie was a classic yep. in my childhood. Yes. Um. So man, maybe I gotta watch. Super Mario Brothers tonight. There you go. Write All that right. down. John Watch Leguizamo. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. So right? So that was it.
2: So yeah. So there's there's a first little secret. There it was. John Leguizamo. That's so good so to yes. know.
1: I had no idea. Learn something. It feels like it feels like a lot of people in Hollywood right now are just like, you. I want to be in a Star Wars. Yeah. Right? It's like maybe John Favreau gives him a call. You want a bit part in this Star Wars? Yeah, totally. Yes. Put me in there. Yes, Make me I do. an alien. Yep. You know, Timothy Oliphant is the same thing, right? Like, I, I was watching him, and Timothy Oliphant's great, and he was awesome in this episode. Uh, and I was just thinking, this guy probably is just, like, like, talking to his agent. Like, if you can get me in a Star Wars, just make it happen. Just
2: make it happen. <laughs> make it
1: I happen. I would if I were a famous actor. Oh, uh, heck, after. yeah. Definitely. Um, All right. So, but we're... obviously the the scene going on is going to devolve because <laughs> that's that's what happens. It's mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. It's Star Wars. Um, and John Leguizamo shoots one of the Gamorreans. How rude! How rude! Because he it's wanted his up. guy to win, so his guy was about to lose, so he shot the guy that was winning, and that way that he won. That seems like a pretty flagrant violation. Like it seems like he's not even trying to hide the fact. That
2: yeah. He's cheating there. Yeah. I would. You know. And I would question whether you know what kind of stipulations they have on how how a
1: person wins a battle (laughs) i loved too after that happened the guy he was fighting just like got up off the ground and looked around like like what happened (laughs) (laughs) it's over (laughs) so Uh, and then of course everyone is pointing their gun at mando right because they
2: want his armor because this because this guy gore koresh is now trying to hunt down mandalorians for their awesome beskar armor Right. And right. Yeah. Uh, in true Kyle fashion, he says, nope, not going to happen. And uh, this is the first comedic, uh, what's the word I'm looking
1: for, interlude or whatever of of uh, our good friend Norman. That's right, Norman. Yeah, he, he a non sequitur, right? A little comedic non sequitur where yeah. uh, that, that uh, really famous moment from the trailer that we all saw and loved where he knows, uh-oh, daddy's about to get down to business. I'm going to hide. Right? And we see them whistling bluebirds the pop whistling out, bluebirds and he "Kill you guys!" Yep. Oh yeah. So, well, not everybody. No. No. Right? Because he first of all, he killed Cause... a bunch of them with the whistling bluebirds, and then we have. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the fight scenes with Mando because he's he's got the all the gadgets and he's kind of clunky in the armor. It almost always reminds me of Batman. Yes, hundred um, percent. The way he fights because he, he he like takes punches. Like at one point, someone punched him in the head, mm-hmm. and it hurt him. And then you could see him like take a moment and think about it. And then he headbutted that guy's fist. Yes. Did you notice that? Uh-huh. Yes. It was it was awesome like in the middle of this fight you just and see And then him the go, guy goes boom. like
2: this. The guy's like, "Oh."
1: <laughs> it was the cool so or, like he's using his armor as uh, a weapon. As a weapon. Excellent. Or in the first one when he first
2: hits his head, he pushes his head back and then it hits the person who's holding him in the face. And the guy was like, "Oh." And he's like, let's go. I didn't
1: even even notice that. Some of the choreography, the fight choreography in this stuff is killer. Yeah. Um, So great fight scene. Yeah. And we see, uh, like you said, we see some new uh, aliens. We also saw a Zabrok, right? Uh, Like Maul is. So we saw some old ones as well. Uh, And this scene was the first moment where where the, the music kicked in. And I went, oh, we're back. We're back. Because when, when yep. the, the fight first starts and he kicks Baby Yoda's uh, little thing away, it comes in with that weird guitar
0: yep.
1: thing. And I was just like, yes, yes. it's happening. It's here. Yep, Ludwig um, Gorenson, man. I was like, quick, yes. Quick side note about Ludwig Gorenson. I was watching. Do you ever watch New Girl? Yeah. I was watching New Girl. It's a great show. If you've never seen it, and in the credits roll around, and I see his name in the credits. Apparently, he did the music for New Girl. Oh, that's awesome!
2: Good for Which him. Which is He's... a much
1: a much different show for yes. sure. Yes,
2: and and the music was much different
1: in it than it is. Oh, in yes, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, but but great. Still great music, right? So our boy Ludwig Göransson doing yep. some great stuff.
2: So then the guy, the uh, our good friend Gore Koresh, runs away. He hides. You see him hiding. He's running, and it's funny seeing like. Uh, like an overweight alien running down this dark road. He's like, <laughs> yep. Didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance. And, uh, I was talking about it with my son and he was like, I just love how cool Kyle is the whole time. He's
1: never frazzled. He's never worried. That's a Batman thing too, though, yeah. isn't it? Like you never see Batman really run after anyone. No, Batman just appears somewhere. Yep. And he walk it's like the the bad guy in movies too. They're never running. They're never rushed. They just kind of walk towards you. Yep. And that is the mark of a true badass. Right? Yes. Yes.
2: So he oh, yeah. he's he does that as well. He walks out the The little fat guys running and he just uh, shoots his uh, his grappling hook, his Batman grappling hook wraps around his legs. He starts pulling him back, throws him over the light and he says, oh, I'll tell you whatever you want to know, blah, 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 whatever. And he tells him that the that there's a Mandalorian on uh, Tatooine. Tatooine and he's back like to Tatooine yeah. again. And then uh, he said he says, I like the line. He goes, uh. He goes, don't kill me. He goes, "I will, you I will won't not kill die you won't by, die my, by hand. my hand. Yeah, which right. is and a as great As soon as line. he
1: said that, I'm like, oh, come on, man. You got to know where this is ending. Yeah,
2: this is not going <laughs> to end well for you. No. So then, Semantics
1: uh, are very important with Mandalorians. Apparently.
2: True, very true. <laughs> so then he, he shoots the light, so it gets dark right where he is, and, and those wild dogs with the red eyes come after him, and he's like, no, 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 and then he's dead. Yeah, so, we don't get to
1: see the good stuff, but we know. We, we know what
2: happened. That's right. Then he flies. And then of course into it's Tatooine. off to
1: Tatooine, off right? to Tatooine, and back to Tatooine. I wonder how long. Like if we if we put all the Star Wars movies on a screen, I wonder how long we've spent on Tatooine in Star Wars. Oh, uh, you know, I'd I have to imagine it's it's the planet we've spent the most time on. Oh, right? definitely, I would definitely say so. Yeah, yeah, and of course we head back to Tatooine and we see our girl. Uh, what do we call her last year? uh, well, uh Brian would know. What's her, what's her name? She, she always reminded us of that celebrity. Oh, uh, Rhea Perlman. She looked like yes, Rhea Perlman. Rita, Rita Perlman. Our, our our girl Rhea Perlman came back. Yeah, but it's uh, not. It her. was good to see an old familiar face. Not real Rhea Perlman, obviously. Yeah. Right. It's uh um, Amy
2: Sedaris. A- Amy Sedaris. Sedaris. Sedaris.
1: Yeah, Sedaris. I'm pretty sure. So, we do a lot of research for this we show. Do. We do, and sure then we, we forget we all about, about it. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, so um, she's back from back from Live. She's back on there again.
1: Yes, she is, and of course we get uh, we get what is the most talked about cameo and reappearance of the entire episode, and probably the most newsworthy event of the entire show. Skippy's back. Skippy, did you catch Skippy yes. the Jedi droid coming Skippy back? Skippy the R5. Jedi
2: droid, R five D five is back, and I think it's R5-D4. R five D four. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, and uh. <laughs> Dave Filoni has specifically said that that is who it is. Oh, yeah? Yes, he has confirmed that it is R5.
1: That is not just any random R5 droid. Nope. That is our boy Skippy the Jedi droid.
2: And if you look closely or pause, it's one or the other. When he blows his thing in episode four. what's His, his motivator. His motivator. When he blows his motivator, in this episode, there's like a grease spot and a dirt spot around where the blown motivator was just to confirm that in fact it was R five.
1: That is amazing. I love it. They they did a lot of that in this episode. Like yes. later on when we see our, our next cameo, uh-huh. right? Like we get to see just like the little the little details that like this isn't just any armor. This is that armor. This you know is that I mean? armor. So, yes. Um, so yeah. So yeah. yes, it this,
2: was R five, and uh, she. <laughs> She, she had a great line. You can't get good help these days. And I don't even know who to complain to, which was awesome. And of <laughs> course, great. Mando, Kyle is just like, it I don't have care. time for your humor. Nope. But he is better with droids,
1: right? They made he a is. big point out of out of making sure we knew that he was okay with the droids mm-hmm. taking a look over the ship, which was not the case beforehand. So no. I guess IG-11 made a impact on him with his, his sacrifice. Yep. His heart grew two sizes that day. That's right. Which is funny because IG 11s heart exploded, and that's yes, uh, which that's is what made yeah. it happen.
2: So it's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> I did like uh, her one of her lines also, where she says, "Oh, thank the Force." Yeah, yeah. It's like instead of thank cool. God, they say thank the Force. So well, I've
1: heard that before yeah. in Star Wars. The other thing I've heard from C three PO a lot was thank the Maker. Thank the Maker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they it's interesting to hear like. Thank the Force in particular five years after the fall of Endor because we have you know a guy like Din jarin who apparently has never heard of Jedi, right? And yet we've got this random dock worker who works at a spaceport fixing fixing spaceships, but she knows what the force. She knows is. what the force is. <clears throat> so I'm wondering if if that has any bearing later on. Yeah, again, I don't know. Uh,
2: but yeah, I was thinking the same thing when she said it. I was like, wait a minute, she knows all about the force, but he doesn't.
0: Yeah.
1: So, And we we got a whole lot more. Again, I, I, they, they just really love to show us that Tusken Raiders are not the bad guys, right? So we, we see <laughs> Tuskens as we drive by, right? We get a lot more Tusken chat as he makes his way because he talks to uh, our girl about this settlement, right? That they, they don't know where it is now. There's a lot of tie-in to both this settlement and the characters we're about to meet in the Star Wars aftermath book. And when I say a lot of tie-in, I mean... Not a whole lot, right? It's uh, there's there's some really there's some chatter on Star Wars uh, sites and stuff about who this character who we meet is because it was such a unique and small tie-in to the aftermath book. So it's really cool. Not only are they bringing in a lot of stuff from the movies and a lot of stuff from the TV shows uh, right into the show and into the movies, but they're they're very clearly paying attention to the minutia detail of the books, even. Yes. Um,
2: and they're bringing uh, so, so that's stuff, really awesome. stuff that was, according to Disney, legend. Right. And now they're making a lot of this legend stuff canon, because now they're bringing yep. it in into Disney's Star
1: Wars universe, which I really like. Yeah, uh, so we saw we saw a lot of that in this episode. Yes. Uh, the, the first one, obviously, being we get into... Uh, it's called Freetown, right? Where they where they all kind of hang well, out.
2: Well, that's what it was in the book, but that's not what it's called. They have a different right. name in this show, and right. another like Moss something or other. I forget. I don't. I don't remember. Right. The... Yeah. Yeah. I forget um, too. But it's
1: they 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 make a big deal. Either way, it, it yeah. was Freetown in the book, right? In the book, it was uh,
2: Freetown that he was the he was the sheriff of. But in this, he's the marshal of whatever this town is. Right. Um, and
1: uh, and we get back in. And first of all, um. When when we were riding in, here's where we lean into another one of those uh, Western tropes, right? Because he's zooming, zooming down on his on his bike, zooming through the the you know the sands of Tatooine, and when he finally gets to this little remote kind of desolate town with not a lot in it, mm-hmm. he very slowly makes his way down the main drag, almost like he's on his horse, just yep, just like they're sauntering they're in.
2: in on their horse, yeah, and, and all and the people from are- town
1: are watching, they're
2: looking, yep. they're going into their houses, they're peering out.
1: Oh yeah, um, and that that's so that's so well, you know, like this you think of this random remote like western town in the middle of the deserts of Arizona and, you know, this lone horse rider kind of moseying in and, you know, it's 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 just so great the way they remind yep. you every now and then that, that it's, it's a really western. a western. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's it's in space, but you forget that it's a western every once in a while until they remind you and until bring they, yep. you back to Earth. You know what I mean? Um, um, and both. it also really reminded me of Star Wars Galaxies, like riding riding into when he was riding into that. You saw just kind of the little the little like huts and stuff. Yep. It reminded me of Nerdopolis on your on, Star Wars yeah, Galaxies on
2: Sunrunner too. Yeah. yeah, when you're flying through the town and then suddenly you pull into it pull into a little or you're flying through just emptiness. And then yeah. you pull into a little little town there. Yes, hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and even with you know the the creatures in it are the same names in Star Wars Galaxies, but I feel um, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are like, okay, we're going to use these names that we know, but we're going to change the creatures' looks up a little bit and make them look a little bit different than they did before. Sure, uh, which is cool. I like that. And also. When he talks to Amy Sedaris, he says he's looking for more of his kind, and that's why he needs to go to this town. Right. When I watched this whole episode, at the end of it, I said, we really didn't get further into the grand
1: story arc. Right.
2: Because it was more really world-building.
1: World-building. Nothing was yeah, really Yeah, we, we accomplished. talked a lot about world-building last season, and yeah. you're right. There, was, there wasn't there was a whole lot of, I guess you can call it the meta story, you know, like the, the overall. There wasn't a whole lot of push forward in that, but I don't know that we know that there wasn't yet. Because right. I'm betting a lot of the stuff laid the groundwork.
2: And then, and that's what I also realized when he said, I'm looking for more of my kind. So he's going around the galaxy getting a checklist where a Mandalorian might be. And he mm-hmm. found out from this guy that this guy, this guy Gore Koresh, knows that there's a Mandalorian somewhere. So he goes and finds Gork Koresh. Where's the Mandalorian? It's on Tatooine. He goes to Tatooine to find the Mandalorian. Now, I'm jumping way ahead. He doesn't find a Mandalorian, but he can at least check that off of his box. Okay, Tatooine, check. No Mandalorians. Moving no on. No Mandos here. You know, moving on. So little does he know. Little does he know. But we're, we're, that's 20 minutes from that's, now.
1: That's for 20 minutes. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> but but I just wanted to, my biggest pet peeve with this episode, me personally, was I thought it was a fun episode, it was a cool episode, but it didn't get us anywhere. But now, after watching it a kind of a second time, I realize it did get us somewhere by not getting us anywhere. Right. Because he did go there, there's no Mandos there, moving on. So and now again, I like we'll, it better. We'll
1: talk about it in 20 minutes uh, or so. <laughs> or but so. that tease at the end has some very, very mm-hmm. important implications that I think are going to be important to the plot as well. Right. Yes. Um, but so we get we get to this. Uh, maybe maybe one of us can actually figure out what the name of the town is. I'm, I am gonna keep calling it Freetown until I learn otherwise. But we get to Freetown. Right. And he moseys as as is Western trope. Moseys on up to the bar. And the, and he he's just looking for information, right? All he's doing is looking for information, and apparently, <laughs> what he's looking for is the marshal who happens to be just standing there. Right? That's right. Well,
2: you know, that's um, another typical Western trope. You know, oh yeah, your bad guy walks into the bar, and then the sheriff comes in, and this is my town. What are you doing here? You know, and it's oh like, yeah,
1: and it was great. It was great seeing seeing his reaction to all right. There's there's the Mandalorian I've come to look for, and then to see him take that helmet off, and he's like. He's like,
2: nope. That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't there. him. So, backing up for one second, the uh, bartender, do you know what, t- what species of a creature he is? I don't. He's a weak Okay. And here's another fun uh, John Favreau uh, little Easter egg here. D- the guy who plays him, his name is W. Earl Brown. Okay. Okay. He was in the TV series Deadwood. Really? Which was a Western. All right. So he was like typecasting this guy. You want to be in another Western? Now you're going to be an alien in (laughs) another Western. Western. (laughs) So come on down. Wow. Which is also funny because our good friend Timothy Oliphant also in Deadwood. So these two guys from Deadwood are now reunited in a new Western here on Star Wars. Uh, on a planet called Tatooine.
1: That's right, and they're loving it, right? And, yes. And they're they're obviously going to have a intense stare off slash who's the bigger badass off, right? And honestly, I I was seeing this, and I was like, is this it? Are we gonna like they're gonna kill off Timothy Oliphant that quickly? And mm-hmm. no. No, so, obviously, they weren't going to get a guy like Timothy <laughs> Oliphant, get his hair to look just perfect, and like get that nice quaffed beard, and just for him to get killed in the first scene, it wasn't going to happen.
2: So when he walked into the doorway, did he look like a
1: cosplayer version of Boba it's, Fett it's, to you? You know what it is? <laughs> it is? It's never the armor. It's always what goes underneath. Right. Like, like the armor is—it always kind of looks the same. But like when you look at like the arm, like the the clothes that they wear underneath the armor, it can make or break it. It's the same oh, with yeah. cosplayers. Uh-huh. So I feel like he had like just like a t-shirt on underneath, and he kind of looked like. Yeah, you're right. Like a cosplayer who just like, like kind of didn't have his whole outfit yeah. yet together, <laughs> but he made the armor, so he wanted to show people
2: the the uh, <laughs> the cosplay uh, event came much earlier, much quicker than he expected. So yeah, he, he was not finish quite his whole his whole suit. So he's like, "I'm going to wear what I have." So, he but wore... it was
1: it, it was one of those moments where we saw that, like I said earlier, we saw that bullet hole right here. Yes, the dent. and that was like the. I mean, there's not really any any no. doubt who's that belongs to, right? Mm-hmm. That is that is the FET armor. Right. And there is talk. If you want, if you read the aftermath books, you do, you do actually, uh, learn about him buying this, uh, this stuff from the sand crawlers or from the, the, uh, Jawas, the the Jawas right off the sand crawlers. Um, and he does give you like a little flashback. Uh, it is kind of cool to see like a scene that was discussed in the books and stuff like that. They decided just to give us a quick show us on screen version of it. Yeah. Um, it's they did seem kind of wimpy the mining people right he he like shows up with a couple plates of armor and a oh helmet. yeah they and shoot they're like, him once, oh no yeah yeah and he it he's apparently very good with a gun
2: yeah he shoots four of them and twelve more leave
0: they like, run away they
1: run away they're like oh no we're out of here um, yeah. so honestly when I saw that because I I didn't read the I have to read the aftermath book series still, me too uh, and I hear it's great but I didn't read aftermath I I had known about Cobb Vanth I had heard that name before. But when I saw him like recounting his story, it seemed fishy to me. And I was like, this seems like he's <laughs> coming off too much like the good guy. Here, yeah. Right. So what what is Timothy Oliphant hiding? Turns out he's a paper salesman at Osprey Paper. And we didn't even know about <laughs> it. Stealing know. all of Dunder Mifflin's paper. <laughs> uh, clients. All their clients now. And I, you know what? I hear he went out on a date with Pam and never called her back and never called her back messed up because she was
2: Too, a little dorky. A little dorky. That's what it was. She's a little dorky, so he never called <laughs> her back. Um I have another issue with uh Ka, uh Ka, yeah, Cobb Vanth in this scene. So mm-hmm. obviously Mando's not afraid to kill people. Right. You saw in the first scene he killed all those guys that had guns on him with the with the uh whistling bluebirds not a problem. He kills the other guy or lets the dogs kill him, whatever. So he's not afraid to kill people. He tells Cobb Vanth, give me the armor. And he says no. And then there's a standoff, this Western standoff. Who's going to shoot first? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. Like, you're not afraid to kill anybody. And now Just you're going to it. Now you're going to pause. Take,
1: take his armor. He doesn't deserve Maybe. it. Maybe the armor just gave him pause. He's like, uh, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the armor." Maybe, you know, maybe that's what it was. It's, too, right? it's a relic. Uh, you yeah, notice that it has like a little readout on the chest. Yeah, and it was like digital, and it kept yeah. like. I who- never noticed that in the original trilogy. Is that there in the original trilogy? I mean,
2: I saw the. Well, I'll do it on this side. I did see the like in the original trilogy. There were two red bars there, but I don't remember them ever lighting up the way they do now. Because Interesting. If. If they lit up like that when he was in Java's palace, you would have seen it better. But so yeah. I don't
1: know. They tweaked it a little bit there, right? And so, uh, so yeah, we meet our our boy Cobb Vanth, the the marshal, as his town likes to call it, um, and we're we're given you know uh, a second of uh oh, will they, won't they? Before we obviously know that something's going to happen to stop it, uh, and what that thing is is a giant freaking monster, just kind of swimming under the town. And honest to goodness, I thought it was going to be like. I thought we were going to get our first real shot of like a full Sarlacc, uh, you know, yeah. Sarlacc monster. Or I thought like, it was
2: going to be a Sarlacc, just like, coming and they were up. like moving
1: around, and that yeah. was like our, our connection to the Boba Fett thing. And yeah. Like, oh my gosh, the Sarlacc! So, but no, it was not. It was our first on-screen look at a crate dragon with skin. Yes. Right, because we've seen a crate dragon on screen before. Yes. Uh, in Episode Four, but it was unfortunately missing skin and organs and all. It of was that. just
2: just the s- the skeleton. Yes, so now we right, saw the, we saw the outside of it not just the bones on the inside.
1: And it was awesome looking. It man. was awesome looking. Like now, wow. It
2: it was it was uh the whole storyline, this whole plot line here could be an homage to two different movies, two different old movies. Go One, on. Tremors. I've never seen Tremors. So Tremors started in 1990 and it was the same thing these worms that were growing underground and they were coming up and eating people and also it was very jaws-esque the shark he's the shark even when he comes out and he's eating he jumps out hit the nose looked very much like a shark sure coming out and he's like a sand shark um so he's coming out he's eating the eating the things and then going back again
1: Kind of gave me Beetlejuice vibes, you know the sandworms from yeah Beetlejuice. from Beetlejuice, yeah. Yeah.
2: And there's there's another scene later when they're loading up all the bombs, and the one guy drops the bomb and the other guy starts yelling at him. Right. That is a direct quote from Jaws. In Jaws, oh. when they're when they're loading the, uh, the the explosives, the explosives, the tanks. Somebody drops one and a guy yells at him exactly the same way. That's so amazing. that that was pretty funny. So I yeah, so so. Uh, Tremors, which, by the way, the seventh Tremors movie came out on October twentieth of this year. Wow! There were seven of them. Six of them went direct to DVD, and one was one would in the imagine movie. so. <laughs> <laughs> so if oh you boy. if you
1: missed Tremors, you can check them out now. That's um, right. Uh, so we go from there, right? And that's that is the intro to our our big problem, right? The big problem yes. is obviously this giant sand dragon that is terrorizing everything. Right. Um, and so that gives uh, us a unifying force for our, our, our people to decide to put their differences aside. Oh, well, um, what about the
2: uh, the speeder bikes?
1: Well, what? well, yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. OK, I'm sorry. Right. Because because this is this is Kyle and Cobb deciding, hey, man, if you just if you help us, I'll give you the armor. Right. He was, he was OK. So up we're a, still he was okay. putting up a big a big stink about the armor. Give me the armor. Uh, but he's he sees an opportunity here, and he's like, listen, this thing has been killing our people. It's been eating our mining supplies. Let's go kill uh, it. If you help me kill it, the armor's yours, right? And which so which made me laugh
2: because Mando could just kill him and take it, but whatever. This yeah, is I better storytelling. He, it's the code, right? This yeah. is the way. This Right.
1: Is, right. Um, and so they, they go out to investigate and and track things down, and they encounter our buddies, the Tusken Raiders again. Um, which the Tusken like- Raiders- are awesome. They're like, awesome. They, they're making them so cool in this. And we, we get a lot of really interesting glimpses into Tuscan Raider life. Like we start seeing like those gaffy sticks that they use mm-hmm. that are like the, the trademark Tusken Raider, um, uh, tool and weapon. Yeah. Uh, we see one, uh, one of the, the Tuscan Raiders cleaning one of the bantha's teeth with it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's a
2: toothpick as
1: well. Yeah. Apparently we don't know a whole lot about uh Tusken Raider, uh, you know, and they have and their... nice dogs as pets. Yeah, that was like there there are all these dogs that all of a sudden we think we're going to have to fight. I thought like when we first see these dogs, I thought that they were like the little crate. Like mm-hmm. crate, yeah. the crate dragons' little buddies, and it turns out they were the puppies of the sand people. And our, our boy Kyle just said, "Here, boy, come here, boy, come here." And he was like, ha, ha, ha. "Okay." <laughs> 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 um, but you're right. We did get get a glimpse, right? Because we they they teamed up and they they were driving out into the sunset together. And we have Kyle on his crappy little rust bucket, uh, and then Cobb with possibly the coolest sand speeder of all time, with which what looks like specifically not just a pod racer pod on it, it specifically looks like Anakin's pod. It
2: totally looks like Anakin's pod. The, yeah. the one engine from Anakin's pod racer. Totally, that's what it looked like to me as well. So, so that was pretty cool that they uh, he found it, it's that. It's just and,
1: such a silly thing for them to add in, but, like, I mean, it's Tatooine. I can't imagine a whole lot of what What happened to these pod races? We haven't heard about a pod race since the Boonta Eve classic yeah. in episode one. So are they still going on? We don't know. Maybe there's just pod ra- like, pods. Around Tatooine, collecting dust for these forty or so years, and he he salvaged. He found it and one, it into took it, and
2: he uh, changed the spark plugs in it, and boom, off it was. Yeah. And now he turned it into a, his own little speeder bike. Yeah. So I liked it. I like how Jon Favreau loves to tie in all these little Easter eggs.
1: Yep, yep, and I, it feels like every episode is a love letter to Star Wars fans. Yes. You know, it's like, hey, I know that ninety-five percent of the general population who watches this. He's not going to get this reference, but this one's for you. Yes. Now, I mean, I love it.
2: Question. uh, We need to keep a tally from now on of these two things, because one was used in the very beginning of the episode and one was used in the flashback episode. One, how many times are we going to see the ice cream maker?
0: (laughs) Several.
2: (laughs) Because we've seen it two different times now. We saw the the Beskar Uh uh, in
1: it in the first episode, and then we saw those those weird crystals that Cobb got. The crystals that
2: Cobb got were in the ice cream maker. So we've seen two ice cream makers. And then two, and we talked about it a little bit last season, and we might have to just, you know, unfortunately have to rewatch all of last season to keep this tally going. Darn. But... How many episodes does he use his flamethrower in? And this one. Dude.
1: <laughs> I, and, you know, when he used it, I was just like, really, buddy? Like, are you just sitting there? Like, I want to use this fire as much as, as possible. As much as
2: possible. Like, he,
1: he, they're they're sitting there bickering, and all, he, he just, he like, just like, shoots his fire into nothing. This is him saying, like, class, stop arguing. <laughs> Like, Dude, I want that I in need my class. A wrist-mounted flamethrower yeah. for when my kids won't listen to me. I just shoot it up into the air. Hey yep. y'all. Hey,
2: shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would was, be perfect.
1: It was so, hysterical. It was so yeah, so, good. so
2: we need to keep track of those two things. So so far, yep. ice cream maker count is definitely at two, and yep. I think and he used a flamethrower at least at five or eight. at least eight. five or eight. <laughs> right, because
1: I think he used it effectively two or three times. Mm-hmm. He used it to zero effect at least five times. Yes, he's season.
2: tried many times and failed. Yeah. And I think he did use it
1: twice well, but I think I'm pretty sure five times failures. Yeah. So right. Um so so they're sitting, they have this conversation. And again, we're here at another Western trope, right? Yep. I, and this this one is like laying it on super thick. You have you know the Cowboys and the Indians, basically, right? It's it's the the natives and the local population uh, who have had all this tension, yep. who have had you know fights between the two. You you started it, no, you started it. Well, we were here first. Well, we're you know this back and forth, and then this unwilling and unwitting team up against each other. I mean, that is that is straight out of out of the Western playbook. And again, it's it's handled in such a cool way that like most people watching might not even really think about it. Um, but it's, it's, this is all like, it seems so groundbreaking and it seems so new, but it's all stuff that's been done before. The only yep. thing that's so new and so interesting about it is that it just feels so fresh when it's done in space. Yep. You know, it's like, it doesn't feel like a, a spaghetti Western, but it totally is, but it totally is. It totally yeah. is. So, Yep. um, yeah. And then of course the other one, the other one we have here is the fallen anti-hero who kind of sees everything, right? Like I just feel like. I don't know. Cobb Cobb Vanth is like is this fallen anti almost an anti hero but that's that's all of them right now, right? Like yeah. uh, Kyle's kind of a anti hero. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions in this scene that uh the crate dragon hiding in a Sarlacc pit.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great line. And they go there's right. no such thing as abandoned Scar- Sarlacc Sarlac pits. And he goes, "Yes, if the if if the Sarlac was
1: eaten, there is." Yeah, and that I mean when you when we've for the last 35 years, had this vision of the Sarlacc being this enormous, giant, untouchable thing, and all of a sudden, here's a thing that can eat it? Yeah. That's pretty killing.
2: Now, was it Rebels or in Clone Wars where they were running around in the caves that um, the Sarlacc was inhabiting and they were getting closer to it? Do you remember that it That must
1: all? have been Clone Wars. I don't, I don't remember that in Rebels. Clone Wars is... I feel like there are so many... Plot lines in Clone Wars, and it was so long that there's so much I probably forget. I gotta, I gotta give Clone Wars a rewatch. It's just so daunting because there's so much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it might I think it might be Clone Wars. Okay. So, um.
2: Yeah. So I mean, whatever the the Sarlacc pit. The only way to uh, inhabit that is to kill the Sarlacc. So that could also be a throwback to how Boba Fett escaped. Could he have killed the Sarlacc? Because there's you know, two or three different theories on how he got out. Hopefully right. in this next one or two episodes, we see a little flashback to how he escaped and got out.
0: But Wait,
1: uh Boba Fett escaped?
0: This maybe, is news to me.
1: Breaking news. Star Wars news.
2: <laughs> Boba Fett escapes. So, yes. uh, all right, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into
1: that. In five so, minutes from
2: now. Yeah, in about five <laughs> minutes, right?
1: We're we're doing hey, I want to just pat ourselves on the back. We're doing a lot better this season so far at skipping not skipping ahead, and not skipping ahead and we're, going. We're back being and very forth. self-disciplined yes, this season. We are trying very, <laughs> very hard. Right? So. But before we get there, we have to we have to go ahead and talk about this fight scene that they set up, right? Because obviously they all team up and decide we have to kill this enormous beast. Yes. And how do they do it? They throw it back. To legends, or yep. to, uh, yeah, to legends, right? And they bring in one of my favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. and that's and I've talked about it on this bef- on this Many podcast. before, on and is Knights of the Old Republic, right? Mm-hmm. Now the crate dragon was uh, a thing uh, in Star Wars Legends, right? But we didn't get to see it on screen so much. But in Knights of the Old Republic, when we go to Tatooine, right, we do have to kill a crate dragon, and we do it by blowing it up the same way they do it in this one. We have to kind of lure it on top of some. Uh, some explosives and detonate the explosives. And that helps. Obviously it worked a little better in Knights of the old Republic. It didn't exactly work out that well in this one until Kyle got a little more creative. Yes. Um, but there was a lot of nights, a lot of that like minutia Knights of the old Republic stuff. Like we saw at the end, uh, we see this giant pearl being taken out of, uh, out of the, the crate dragon. Right. And uh, the crate dragon pearl is number one, a piece of loot that drops, uh, from the crate dragon, uh, and it was actually used as a lightsaber crystal. Yeah, it's supposed right?
2: to be more powerful than a kyber crystal.
1: Yeah, uh, which is interesting because it's enormous. In this um, one, it's enormous. Yeah. So either either they have to take this crate dragon pearl and chisel it out, right, so it can be used, or else uh, maybe you have to get your crate dragon pearl for your lightsaber from a baby crate dragon. I'm going to go ahead and guess you'd have to chisel it out and, and make something out of it, like right? the way but, you chisel out a diamond to
2: make it look yeah. nice and pretty. You can yep. make a whole bunch um, of little pearls to put into your
1: lightsabers. That's right. Right. Yes. So, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of, again, this is, I feel like Dave Filoni and John Favreau are Star Wars fans and they're making what they as Star Wars fans would want to see. And what would you want to see is we want to see that th- we've built this enormous world. We want to see that this world matters. We want to see that things, you know, the things that we've said still, still hold true. So I thought it was really cool seeing not only just a crate dragon uh, and having to deal with that um, Uh, but also tying in Knights of the Old Republic. And, you know, the fact that they even mention that, like, it's such a parallel between Knights of the Old Republic, it gives me some hope uh, as far as, uh, you know, the use of Revan in future Star Wars films and and maybe just uh, because – Mister, again, Rob talked about, uh, he saw this a little before I did, and he had mentioned that there was some Knights of the Old Republic stuff. Uh, and before I even saw this episode, I uh, there has been some pretty flagrant Knights of the Old Republic uh, mentioning, right? Like they talk about the battle uh, between Mandalore the Great and a race of uh, wizards, right? That's the Mandalorian Wars that uh, happen just before uh, the events of Knights of the Old Republic. And Knights of the Old Republic talks about the Mandalorian Wars a lot. That's like the main conflict that kind of affected all the events of Knights of the Old Republic, right? And so I'm wondering how much of that they're going to take. It would be awesome if we started hearing names from Knights of the Old Republic used, you know, like uh, Mandal- Mandalore the Great or whatever Mandalore they were talking about. Uh, that Mandalore was an actual playable character uh, in that... Uh, in, Or I guess that Mandalore wasn't a playable character, but we have a new Mandalore that comes after that. Um, and then Revan fought Mandalore. There was a whole battle and Revan took his mask, right? So... Uh it, it does look like they're going to start using a lot more legend stuff. Um and that's my hope anyway. Cool.
2: Um and then in the fight when they when they first tried to blow up um his belly and it doesn't work, then uh Kyle realizes that the the Bantha still had all of the bombs on it and he and he realized, "Okay, well if I can't blow it up from underneath, I'll blow it up from inside." So This is a great scene. Instead of explaining to Cobb Vanth what he was going to do, he did the same thing that Han Solo did to Boba Fett uh, on
1: Jabba's mu- palace he he must have realized that this was an older model Mandalorian <laughs> jetpack that they had already taken care of this issue in the newer models but he saw this thing and he went oh that's like the XJ Mark 3 it had that really bad problem where if it got hit here it just takes it off it just
2: takes off so he did the same thing boom he hits it
1: <laughs> and he <Combat> goes <laughs> and Cobb and, is not ready for it at all no he's you see just him gone. he's like
2: whoa he's like taking off so then, then uh, Kyle lures the bantha out into the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "Come on, let's go, come get me." And the bantha's like, "Uh, I'm out of here." He was like, "No, don't go, stay." Yeah. And then he
1: he, he just holds on to the bantha, man. He, yeah, he he's holds. Got, he's got some. He works out.
2: He does work out because those banthas looked big and strong, and he was able to hold it back. And he did his best Pinocchio impression. He got himself inside, eaten into by the, the whale, the into the belly of the beast. He's he was eaten by the whale. He's hanging out. Who is it? There. What's
1: is it uh Jonah? Jonah from the Bible. In okay. the belly of the Beast. <laughs> the belly of the Beast, yeah.
2: So he's he's hanging out on his little raft in there, you know, trying to figure out how to get out. And then he's like, Oh wait, I know what I can do. If I shoot him with my gun from the inside, he'll open his mouth in pain, and then I can fly out. So then Yeah, and it was
1: again that was that some of that uh was it the Star Wars holiday special where we got that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it was right where we got yeah. that that image of uh, Boba Fett using the gun and and zapping the the creature that the we creature. saw in in episode one yep. of the Mandalorian. It was that same sort of thing where he used the whatever electric electric whatever yeah, he's the, got on that gun,
2: which was banned. But uh, they talk about how Boba Fett wasn't allowed to use it because it uh, it disintegrated people or whatever it did. But it's true. This uh, this crate dragon was just skin and everything was so thick that it couldn't disintegrate it. So. He frees himself, and then as he's flying out, he pushes the button, and if you can't blow it up from underneath, you definitely can blow it up
1: from inside. By the way, we haven't even mentioned the coolest part about this great dragon is that he's just been vomiting acid on oh, yeah, the entire was, time. like, <laughs> spitting acid on everybody. Yeah, you know, his, and that's, I think, another Knights of the Old Republic poll is, I believe the Great Dragon had an acid spit ability, okay. but, like... They really like it wasn't oh an God. acid spit; no. it was an acid vomit. <laughs>
2: and like when he comes out of the top of the mountain, like in Doom, he comes out of oh, the yeah. top of the mountain, or not Doom? Yeah, is it Doom? No, Uh I forget what it is. But a- another Old Western. So he comes out of the top, and he's like like a fire hydrant. He's like just spraying just it spraying everywhere, spraying it everywhere. And you see yeah.
1: Tuscan Raiders and and townspeople alike just kind of melting, just and melting, just, turning yeah. to smoke. Yeah, initially I was like, "Is he spitting acid, or is he just throwing up?" He, like, and, yeah. then, and then I saw the smoke, w- and I'm like, "Oh, he's bad."
2: You're like, "Okay, it would have been gross if he was just throwing up on them, but now it's they acid. just gave him a,
1: a, like an upset stomach." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that bantha it was it was really high in in fat and yeah, it it was, oh, oh, very heartburn. very rich. He, he got really bad heartburn
2: and <laughs> just had right. to spit it all out. Oh, so boy. yep. So then we get into so yeah. We
1: get we get an entire shot there of the exploded crate dragon all and over this, the place, and the Tuscan Raider is literally just hacking away at its innards.
2: Yep, just like <laughs> hey, this is good meat. Did you notice on the back of uh, Kyle's uh, speeder bike? the size of the chunk of meat that he had on the back of his what, speeder. Bike? Was that,
1: see, I wasn't sure. Was that a chunk of meat? Was that the heart? Like what, what was, I don't know if it was the
2: heart or if it was just like prime and it was rib, a chunk of meat, but like, it was a giant chunk of why? meat. Like,
1: is he, he just getting it for baby Yoda to eat? <laughs> he,
2: he really, he really liked it. Like, you know, you're good Kobe beef. Well, this must yeah, be like right. Kobe beef here. And he was like, that's right. I'm gonna get the biggest gonna, piece of it that I can stick on my speeder bike.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and guess that that has some sort of meaning that we're gonna see later down the road. We've no, just seen him loading a piece of crate dragon onto his, his I bike. I think it for was nothing. just dinner. I've, I have yeah. a feeling
2: <laughs> <laughs> he pulled his Fred Flintstone uh, giant. Uh, br- uh, That's right, the giant burgers. rib of yeah <laughs> of, uh, rack of ribs, a rack of ribs. Just, er, <laughs> yeah, and just tips everything over. I think that's, that's what great. that's what it was. I have a feeling. I'm feeling we're not going to see that meat ever again. Or, but that's we're just going to see a fatter Mandalorian. Is all that's we're going right. to see. <laughs> um, so yeah. So he he flies off, and then there's some lone Dude. person standing up on the hill. I
1: knew it. Watching. I knew it. I called it. Called it last year. Yep. I'm so glad they didn't make the guy wearing like the like. I'm glad they made Cobb Vanth who he was, and it wasn't yes. just Boba Fett. Like, it. but it's so great to me just to see number one, an unmasked Boba Fett. Number two, they used Tamura Mo- Morrison, who who number one was the actor. Excuse me for Django Fett for Episode Two, and the voices of all of the clones. Yeah. Um. And so he's. He is great. He's been really involved, and so it's great to see him. And he doesn't look good. I mean, there, there. Uh, Rob, he's you had it. mentioned that some people had the thought that, oh, maybe that's uh, one of the clones or something. Yeah, it could um, be. It could
2: be Commander Cody. It could be any of the clones because they right. were all based off of him. So. Right. The the
1: only issue with that being is that they only left one clone unchanged so far as as age. Right. They they accelerated the aging process on all the clones, but for one, and that was Boba. Right. So I'd imagine because we know that Cody was at the Battle of Endor, right? And the Battle of Endor was five years before this. So technically, Cody could still be out there, but Mm -hmm. I would think Cody would look quite a bit older because in Rebels, he looked quite a bit older. Yes,
2: and Rebels took place
1: at this no maybe before maybe 15 time. years before this yeah 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 so, I, 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 it's it's a 99.9 percent possibility yeah. that is that is boba fett and he yeah. looks awesome he's he's got first of all he's got the the lone wanderer like outlaw look mm-hmm. he's got like the gaffy stick and a, and a gun so he like he's clearly just been kind of surviving the yep. any way he could he hasn't left tatooine nope so i'm wondering how long has he been out of of the uh the Sarlacc right did the did, did he get himself out or did the crate Dragon eat the Sarlacc and he managed to get out because of that oh that's a good theory right so I, haven't I don't have that
2: one at all but uh, you know because all the all the theories that I heard was he blew his way out using his jet pack um, what was the other one he the, his armor was resistant to the acids sure and then he was able to light up light a grenade one of his bombs that he has and it blew him out um, sure so there's many different ways that he could have escaped all on his own, all of which would have damaged him and whatever, and caused him to take a long time to heal. Right. Or I also like your theory that maybe the crate dragon, maybe that Scarlack was the one that he was in, and the crate dragon ate it, or the crate dragon. It just
1: it seems like too much of a coincidence for them to say the line. Well, not if a if a, something bigger ate or something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. It could be, and, it, and it, it's probably you know it makes more sense maybe for it to be him blasting him way, his way out. But when you think about the line, you know you'll be slowly digested over a thousand years. You know it. it I don't know how that works exactly. Um, right. Yeah, because but you know. but it, it stands to reason that maybe he was in there for a hot minute and his his uh, his armor was kind of helping shield him. And then lucky for him, this crate dragon comes along and rips out this sarlacc stomach, and he just kind of gets himself out. Could now I think. Dave
2: Filoni, being a big Star Wars fan, and knowing that Boba Fett was the greatest bounty hunter of all time, according to you know legend or whatever, um, I think Dave Filoni is going to make it so that he gets himself out. Yeah, because he's Mm -hmm. that cool that he can be the only person that can actually survive going into a scarlet pit. Sure, Um, it would be cool to see. I would like to see him not do it himself and have the. Crate Dragon save him. But I think if you want to make him the biggest BA of all time, he's going to be the only one that can survive being in a squire like pit all by himself.
1: So do you think that he's going to be a thorn in Mando's side or do you think that they're going to team up? I don't think I'm I'm hoping neither
2: because I've been on the record since day 1 saying I don't want it, I love Boba Fett. I don't want to see him in this series mm-hmm. because I don't want it to be about Boba Fett. Right. I would like Boba Fett to find him in in the next episode. Tell him, say, hey, that's my armor. I know where other Mandalorians are. Here's a planet that you can go to where you can find other Mandalorians and then be, be gone with them. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. I don't want to see them be there. This is the new buddy cop, Boba and Mando. Um, And I don't really want him to be a thorn in his side either. Maybe they start out with like another Western standoff at the OK Corral. But then he goes, oh, you're a real Mandalorian. Yes, I'm a real Mandalorian. OK, let's sit down and talk about this. I would like to see that. Yeah. Uh,
1: or, yeah, I get the feeling. Well, it's going to it's not going to be cookie cutter black and white. You know what I mean? There's going to be shades of gray like Dave Filoni is yeah. good at writing. Um, yeah, Dave Filoni doesn't really write good guys and bad guys. Right. He writes complex human characters. Yes. And that's that's forefront in like if you watch Rebels and you see, uh, gosh, what's the guy with the sideburns from Rebels? That's going to annoy me. Um, uh, Hux, not Hux Hux is from, anyway
2: well, uh, The uh the The, the Imperial, Imperial guy who then leaves Yeah, I think it's Commander Hux
1: No, Hux, isn't Hux the guy from uh, the Redhead Played yeah, by Bill Weasley With the big sideburns No, it isn't Hux, oh my wife is bringing me Chinese food I'm so very excited We had Chinese Thank food you. today as well um, I thought Hux was uh, the guy from the, the First Order
2: Oh Right, so the guy a, uh, yes. played by Bill Weasley uh, you're you're stumping. Anyway, me out. but anyway, any of yes. any
1: of our fact checkers out there? I'm sure yes. after we're done with this, I'll look it up because it's gonna annoy me. Yes. But any <laughs> of our fact checkers out there who wanna who wanna remind me what our guy from Rebels name? Anyway, there's there's yeah, there's a character in Rebels who you know is the bad guy. There's, he's he's evil. He's imperial. He's not nice. But and and so we're meant to think that that's just the way he is because that's kind of how things are. But Dave Filoni has a really great way of taking these characters and making them three dimensional. Uh, and and. I think that hopefully Boba Fett gets that same treatment because he's too iconic of a character for them to mess up.
2: Yes. I agree a hundred percent.
1: Yep. But that's, and then that's the ep, how the episode ties up. I yeah, mean, there's that's not how it ends right there. So like you said, it does, it didn't necessarily, uh, propel the story that far into the future. Um, but I think it did what every episode so far has done and just kind of set it on the path. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and so, uh, I thought it was a a strong season one or season two opener. Um, It didn't have maybe as many. uh, Oh my God moments as like I would expect out of a season opener, but I'm really pleased that it was 55 Mm -hmm. minutes long. Yes. Uh, I'm really pleased with the cameos. I'm really pleased with the way. And also
2: they, they leave Cobb Vanth and him. uh, They both say, you know, We'll see each other again.
1: Yeah, you know Timothy Oliphant's character is one that I hope we see a lot more of. Yeah. I would love for him to be a series regular. He, yeah. I think he fit in really well. Um, I know we'll see him again this season. I mean, that's that. There's no doubt in my mind that they're gonna. Bring, it's gonna be another one of those. They're they're setting up a team so that at the end they can all join forces again. Um, but it would be it would be. I don't know. You know, Timothy Oliphant's kind of a big star. I don't know what his his deal is, but it'd be cool to see him join the series as a regular.
2: Yeah, I, I would like it, and and I mean, he's he's a big star, but he's a, he's been in TV series, so it's not sure. like he's only a movie star, so mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in Deadwood, he's been in a whole bunch of other TV series, so he's he's good enough that he, he can be in, in a series and be a regular, and it would be pretty cool. Sure. Um, I also, uh, look at that, sometimes I start a sentence, and I don't know where it's going, and sometimes it just completely stops on me. That's all um, you need. That's all I need. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> darn it, oh, there was some another point that I was trying to make there, and I don't have it. But anyway, all right. So, yeah. So there's that's that. That's the whole first episode. Now I, I think episode two. Do you think it's going to still be on Tatooine? Because he hasn't. Normally, we see him leave a planet, and that's when he goes to the next planet. So we haven't seen him leave yet. So maybe he's going to take that. Giant chunk of meat back to Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. I'm getting her name confused with Jason Sedaris. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Sedaris, and uh, give her some meat so that she has she has a nice big chunk of uh, crate dragon that she can have for fixing his ship. Um, but I have a feeling there's going to be a, another episode on Tatooine where him and Boba Fett finally run into each other.
1: Yeah. If not. If not an episode, at least part of the next episode where he's leaving, we'll definitely encounter uh, our girl at the at the uh, spaceport again. And I think that's where we'll we'll either see Boba interact with him, or else maybe he's, he'll track him down. It was Callus, by the way, who I was thinking of. OK, yes. Callus yes. was the uh, the guy from uh, Rebels who's got the facial hair. Yes. Uh, great character. Great character. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's a it's entirely possible that we'll we'll stay on Tatooine, at least for part of season or episode two. Um, I'm hoping we get to see a lot more Mandalorians, different Mandal, like actual Mandalorians. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean
2: already like Bo-Katan and, uh, Sabine, uh, Sabine Wren. Wren are confirmed that they're going to be in it. Right. So we're definitely going to see him going around, uh, finding other Mandalorians, which goes back to the statement that he said to, to Piley Mo Moto, which is the, uh, Amy Sedaris. And right. he says, uh, you know, um, uh, look, I'm looking for more of my kind. Will this will give me the ability to meet all the rumored and confirmed th- that that will give him the ability to meet all the other rumored and confirmed uh, Mandalorian. So, right. Um, I have a feeling that's the major story arc is he's just going around from Mandalorian to Mandalorian to, to find out where baby Yoda lives and, and where these sorcerers are that he needs to find and give baby Yoda to. And I, so.
1: my guess is, is that that leads us to Sabine and or to Bo-Katan and that leads us to Ahsoka and that's our link to Ahsoka in this season. Cause we, we did get confirmation that Ahsoka will be making a cameo, right? Yes. Right. So my assumption is that that's, that's where we'll, she'll come into play. I'm, I don't know how big of a, a role she'll have. Honestly, I hope, I hope she, she, we, we get to see a little more of Ahsoka and, Maybe they set something else else up for us to see her in something else later because I want more Ahsoka. Um, I don't know how well she'll fit in as a a permanent fixture in this show, uh, but I would love to see more uh, live action Ahsoka. So,
2: I mean, the the rumors out there that she's going to be in this as as a stepping point for her own series. Okay. since the Obi Wan series is still in limbo and not going anywhere. So maybe they'll come out with an Ahsoka
1: series before they come out with the Obi Wan series. That would be nice. That
0: would be we'll nice. Um,
1: but that and that that kind of wraps up the the first episode, right? Like yeah. we, we've actually managed to keep this under an hour and a half long. It's yeah, amazing. very good. All right, so uh, that's about it. I mean, that's about all we have for for the show. Uh, it was awesome. It was I'm really awesome. excited about episode yes. two. Uh, pay attention over the next couple of days because we're going to be releasing a bonus episode this week. There Ooh. is some. Some fun stuff going on on StarWars.com right now. Actually, it's, it started about 15 minutes ago. We were going to try and get it into this episode, but we're going to take some time to watch this virtual premiere and talk about it as a, as a bonus episode for the week. Uh, we are back to normal with with our Friday releases, right? So make sure you check us out uh, every week. We're going to be coming at you with more breakdowns of each episode. Um, check us out on our Facebook and our Instagram at BanthaMilk Podcast, uh, on Twitter at BanthaMilk com. Check out our parent organization, the Ears Up Network. Um, and yeah, it's been, a great, and it's been next, a great episode.
2: next Friday, there may be another special episode earlier in the day because Nick and I are both off from work. So we may try and do a That's live right. viewing of us watching episode two for the first time. And we'll record that and we'll see how long we can keep that on YouTube until Disney takes it down.
1: That's right. Listen, listen. If Disney decides to do a DCMA takedown strike on us, we will have officially made we it. We will have made podcasters. it. We will be awesome. Right? <laughs> that
2: will be the most awesome thing ever. So that's right. I think so. That's check us it.
1: out. Uh, check us out on all the places you get your pods. Check us out on YouTube and be ready for all the new Mandalorian content coming at you from Bantha Milk Podcast here uh, in uh, in Bantha Milk headquarters and over there at Rob's Bantha Milk headquarters. We have been excited to talk to you, and we have spoken. We have spoken.